Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everybody, welcome back to Board Games Daily. It's Monday, it's What Did You Play Monday. We're going to talk about games that we played or didn't play over the weekend, as well as uh, some news from the board gaming industry world. There's another merger announced today. So, we're going to get into that. Don't forget you can help us out by being a part of our Patreon community. Head to Board Games not board games, head to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon, and you can find out all the cool information there. Also, if you want to write the show, just head over to theologyofgames.com slash boardgamesdaily, or I'm sorry, BGD. It's shorter that way. It's easier to type. So uh, theologyofgames.com slash BGD. There's a write the show button there. Click on that, and you can be a part of the show. We'll read your emails online on the show and you can be a part of the conversation each and every day here on board games daily all right that's all for now let's get into this show as we talk about what we played hey there everybody welcome back to board games daily i mentioned on friday that i was hoping to get stone age to the table and it's interesting that i would talk about this Uh, for the What Will You Play Friday segment because I didn't even realize this at the time, but it is the 10-year anniversary of Stone Age being, uh, I won't say in print, but in in existence because there were many years where this game was out of print and people were dying to get a hold of it and couldn't. Uh, Rio Grande had it or Rio Grande had it. People say it different ways. I say Rio Grande. Uh, Rio Grande had the game for a long time and then they gave it over to uh, Z-Man, but in this process it took a while to transition ownership of the game. Z-Man took a while to print it. They had a print run, sold out, and then they didn't put it in print again for another year or so, and um, I believe it's in print now and it's it's readily available, but it's been a game that people have loved for over 10 years now. Z-Man just announced that they will be releasing a uh, anniversary edition of this game. This anniversary edition is going to be cool. It's going to have a double-sided board. So you're going to get the original Stone Age theme that you've had and that you've known and you've loved with the bright uh, yellows and greens and blue artwork. You're going to get upgraded components. So I don't know what that's going to look like exactly because I've always liked the components for Stone Age as it is already. I thought they're very nice. The, uh, the, the resources are an actual shape of resources that, you, like the gold, shape of gold. Um, I mean, the wood, although it's like square or, or rectangles, uh, I mean, I don't know. That represents wood to me. I guess maybe they'll make it round or something. I always thought the components were good. In any case, the other side of the board is going to be a winter side of the board. I think you're going to have to do some fending off of animals. There's going to be some new different ways to... Uh, play the game and so I'm excited about that they haven't given too many details about the what the game description is actually going to be but there are going to be different ways to actually play the game based upon which side you're playing on obviously the original side of the board is going to play the base game it would be sweet if they would add in the expansion to the base game as well 
Um, and the expansion is super highly desirable because I believe that is out of print and people want that. And it goes for a hefty price on Amazon or eBay. That would be cool if they added that in as well. Uh, that just might make the anniversary edition worth it because currently it's going to retail at $79.99. So $80 uh, is, is what you can pre-order it for. That's pretty hefty for a game that even though it's double-sided and has some variation is pretty basic in nature. Uh, I don't know that I pay. Uh, I don't know that I'd pay eighty bucks for that. However, if they add that expansion in, and you get the double-sided board with variable gameplay, it might be worth it. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for Stone Age Anniversary. It's a limited edition print. Uh, get your pre-orders in now if that sounds interesting to you. Uh, that's it for now. Check you later. Hey there everybody, this is AJ Skifstad. Welcome back to Board Games Daily. You probably just heard a segment about Stone Age Anniversary Edition, which I did over the weekend. Uh, the reason it's being published now is we only we usually only publish Monday through Friday, so the five business days, and let the weekend be the weekend. And so um, I'm really excited about that game, but I wanna talk about what I actually got to the table on Friday and a little bit about what I'm going to play tonight. And so Friday I told you I was gonna have a different game group um, and I was hoping to get Stone Age to the table. We did not. I was hoping to get Crokinole to the table. Cannot believe I didn't get that to the table. But here's what I actually put down. We played uh, Ticket to Ride Pennsylvania Edition, which is great. It's very similar to the base game. You play your trains after you collect a set, and then you, you get points based upon how many trains you put down. And then you want to complete as many routes as you can. And there is no longest railroad in this or, or, or longest train reward. There is the Globetrotter reward, which is whoever plays the most, or whoever gets the most routes at the end of the game complete gets a 15 point bonus. But that's not what makes the game interesting. What makes Ticket to Ride Pennsylvania interesting is the stocks. Almost every route that you build upon in, in, in this game has a stock company associated with it. Some have three stocks, some have two, some have one. If it only has one stock company associated with it, when you build on that line, you take that stock company card. Um, if it has three companies associated with it, you get to choose which one you take. Now, the biggest stock in this game is the Pennsylvania Railroad, which has 15, uh, 15 cards. The smallest one is the BRMP Railroad, which has two cards. Now, if you win Pennsylvania Railroad by being the majority owner, you're gonna get like 31 points or 30 points, I think. If you win the BRMP, which is the smallest railroad company, you're gonna get seven points, but there's only two cards. So if you take one, you're the majority holder. Now in a four player game with the Pennsylvania Railroad, there's 15 cards. So you gotta make sure that you're winning out the majority in it. You gotta watch what people take and try and keep track in your mind of who has what, and then try and hold the most of those cards so you can get mega points. Now, if it comes down to a tie, it's whoever has the earliest one in the set. They're numbered one through 15. So if it's a seven to seven tie, whoever has number one is gonna win or number two, what, d depending. So you get the idea. Now, you don't have to win in all these uh, stock companies. You can come in second place for second amount of points or third place. And then some of them only have first and second place, depending on how many cards there are in the stock itself but it's phenomenal. It's great just trying to manage who took what stocks, how many stocks you have, or how many shares you have in each company. And you wanna double dip in these companies and win second place and third place. And it is a phenomenal game. It takes uh, Ticket to Ride and really makes it fun again. 
Not to mention there's a whole double, uh, uh, another side to this board, which is the UK edition. I cannot even talk about UK edition right now, but that game is extremely fun as well. I'll talk about that in a later segment. It's been out now for about two years. Absolutely love Pennsylvania uh, edition of Ticket to Ride. We also got High Society to the table again. Love that game. I've talked about it a lot. It's by Osprey Games. It's beautiful. It's a uh, nice little filler game, uh, but it has a lot of strategy, strategy to it as you're trying to bid and outbid and bluff other players on taking members of High Society into your collection before you. It's a really nice game. It plays in about 15 minutes. Check out High Society. It's just been reprinted by Reiner Knizia and Osprey Games. And then finally, we got to the table Jamaica, an old game by J- Gameworks. And I love Jamaica. It's a race around Jamaica. The theme is uh, Blackbeard has retired from his piracy, and he invites all his pirate friends once a year to race around the island, which he now owns, called Jamaica. Um, In Jamaica, you're going to be drawing three cards into your hand each turn, or up to three cards, and you're going to be playing one of them. And they each have two things that happen. One thing in the top left corner that happens during the day phase and one thing in the top right corner that happens during the night phase. You're gonna roll you're gonna roll two dice on your turn and you're gonna set which dice corresponds with day and which co- dice corresponds with night. So it's six-sided dice. So if you roll a six and a six, you'll set them both for day and night. Now on your card, it might have uh, in the top left corner during the day phase, move six forward. Or in the night phase, it might have collect six gold. Throughout this game, you're going to be collecting gold, cannons, food, because you have to pay food if you're going to stop at sea, to stop on a certain place at sea. You have to pay gold if you're gonna stop at a certain port uh, as you're moving around the board, and you have to fire cannons at other players if you land on a space that's theirs. If you win an attack, you get to take something from their ship or a treasure that they've collected along the way. And the goal of the game is to be the first one to reach Port Royal again. And when you reach Port Royal, the game ends, and you get points based upon where you are on the board, or I guess it w- we would call it gold, uh, based upon where you're at on the board. And then you want to take all the other gold that you've collected throughout the game and the treasures that you've collected and see who has the most points. So reaching Port Royal first doesn't necessarily win you the game, because I did it the other night and I did not win the game, but having the most gold along with how far along you are in the race as well. So it's a really, really fun game. I love this game. There's a new expansion that just came out last year for it. It's called Crew and something else. It it, it adds Crew into the game, and I'm not even sure what it actually does. I really want to check it out, though. So that's what I played over the weekend. Let's hear what you played. Check you later. You can be more than just a listener. If you're listening via the Anchor app, you can be a part of the discussion by using the voice message feature. Don't just sit on the sidelines. Download the app and join the conversation today. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with my What Did You Play segment. And what did I play? I played nothing. Uh, I ended up working all three days, I guess, if you want to count Friday as a day of the weekend. I ended up working all three days this weekend and uh, just time got away from me. So I played very tired guy and uh, sore guy from lifting heavy gear and things like that. I did a lot of role playing, I guess you could say, but I did not actually get any games to the table. 
However, on Sunday in the mail, I guess maybe it wasn't the mail, it was some other courier service, we got a box in the mail, or on our doorstep, if you will, and in it was Spy Club from Foxtrot Games. They were partnered with Renegade Games. And I've been waiting for this one for a while. Randy Hoyt, who designed uh, Relic Expedition and has published Lanterns. Really cool guy. Great member of the board gaming community. He and another fellow whose name is escaping me because I don't have the box in front of me worked on this game and he told me about it last year at Origins. <clears throat> it's like a co-op legacy, almost kind of like set collection as you're trying to like find clues and confirm clues for like the motive and the crime and the suspect and you're trying to do it before the suspect escapes but it's meant to be played in like five game bursts that they call a mosaic I, it just it looks really interesting it looks fun it looks very um I don't know, almost like Hardy Boys or Magic Treehouse. Like the artwork and the theme and the feel really feels that way just from my initial look at it. I'm going to be doing an unboxing video of this either tonight on Monday, the, uh, what is it, the 26th today, 27th of August or Tuesday night, August 28th. I'll be doing an unboxing video on our Facebook page so you can check that out. So that's not what I played but what I hoped I would get to play since it showed up so early but I'm sure it'll get to the table this week and I'll be doing a review of it very very soon so there it is that's uh, my what did you play segment not as exciting as others but you know those things happen <laughs> all right we'll be back with more board games daily in just a moment Hey, Jeremiah here again with just a little more tabletop news. We got a press release today from Tabletop Tycoon, and it turns out that they have now merged with, or I guess it sounds like they more kind of acquired uh, Victory Point games, but Victory Point, like their staff staying on, they're, they're still doing their thing, but they now have the power of Tabletop Tycoon behind them. Victory Point is known for uh, States of Siege, which is like a solitaire series of games, as well as Nemo's War and a few other pretty well-known titles out there in the board gaming industry. Uh, and then Tabletop Tycoon, of course, is sort of part of the old Game Salute stable and I think their imprint the the press release said you know things like Everdell which I loved just recently released Black Orchestra uh, stuff like that Alien Frontier so uh, obviously great great games that are a big part of this community uh, so they are you know Tabletop Tycoon also is part of you know the whole ship naked distribution channel for uh, Kickstarter and fulfillment and that kind of thing so really Victory Point games has really kind of tapped into something really cool here where there's a really good infrastructure underneath everything here that they're gonna really 
not have to focus on and, and that was one of the things that they said is they don't have to worry about so much some of the logistics and things like that they can just worry about great game design and developing their game titles and uh, so it it looks like it's going to be a really good situation for both of them and here it is it's another another company another couple smaller publishers that have teamed up have merged up and uh, are trying to sort of claim a little bit bigger piece of the pie you know we saw obviously the big 1.4 billion dollar acquisition of Asmodee and you know Fantasy Flight comes along with that and Mayfair and there's some really big names now in the Asmodee conglomerate and so now the indie indie publishers are following suit I think we're going to keep this trend is going to keep up we're going to see more of this and uh, it'll be interesting I think situations like this I think it's a really good thing especially for the smaller I guess uh, publisher in here where they're gaining access to great resources and manufacturing and distribution and fulfillment um, and you know for the bigger one it's they've got more titles that sort of fall under their umbrella so it helps their brand stay stable stay relevant and and all of that so i don't know i i think this one's a good one i think we're going to continue to see these and uh it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out what are your thoughts let us know you can tweet at us at theology of games at board games daily you can also head over to theologyofgames.com bgd and click write the show and fill out the little form there and tell us your thoughts on this as well all right thanks so much for listening we've got more coming at you board games daily Well, there it is. That's going to do it for another episode of Board Games Daily. Thanks so much for tuning in. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and, you know, consider our thoughts on gaming and the gaming industry and all of the things that we talk about here. So I just want to remind you once again, we've got Patreon happening, some really cool promo items you can score there. Head over to theologyofgames.com slash Patreon. And of course, you can find us on all the social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram are the three that we frequent the most. Find us there at Theology of Games and at Board Games Daily on Twitter. And uh, just if you like the show, hey, why not subscribe to it? Why not give us a rating and a review? Or better yet, tell your friends about it. Let them know, hey, there's this cool show that happens every day. They talk about board games, and it's really cool. At least we think it is. All right, so we ask you to do that. We'd love it if you'd share the show with somebody. And, of course, just thanks again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more Board Games Daily for my co-hosts. AJ Skifstad and Scott Firestone. I'm Jeremiah Isley, and until then, just go play some games, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.